0: Welcome to the Your Mom Has a Blog podcast. I'm your host, Chad Edgington,
1: and I'm Melissa Edgington. I'm I really- never know what to say when you say that you're the host.
0: Well, you're the star, and I'm the I ha- host. I have
1: no title.
0: Well, we're, but yeah, I don't want to say you're the co-host because I feel like my job here is to host it, and then you're the, you know, you're the product. <laughs> I talk way too much, but theoretically, it's just your show.
1: (laughs) I think this is our show.
0: It's our show. So we're co-hosting. We're a duo. Yeah. We go together like pimentos and cheese. (laughs) Like toes and jam. Uh. So, man, what a... What a day. Yeah. Today was such a fun day. So we got up and we started off with an episode of two episodes of Andy Griffith. The one where Gomer and uh, Barney and Helen all kind of have a mix up.
1: Not Helen.
0: Not Helen. um, Thelma Lou. Yeah. So Thelma Lou sort of makes, gets upset with Barney and sort of plays a trick on him by sort of pretending like she's into Gomer. And uh, I just, I mean, I loved it. It was... Hilarity
1: uh, ensued. I mean,
0: that could, they just ought to make that one episode a one-act play and let the kids do it every year. State every year. (laughs) I watched that a million times. That was hilarious. That's a hilarious episode. Uh, I think it was made in 1964. Because the next episode was uh, the the pilot sort of of Gomer Pyle going into the marine corps mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which turned out to be gomer pile usmc and uh with sergeant carter and the kids had never seen you know any gomer pile and we all just thought it was hilarious i mean so that's a great way to start the, mor- i mean start off Memorial day watching something about the marines yeah sort of and then uh <clears> though <throat> we went out and fed rabbits kind of did some yard work housework backyard work you know worked a little bit and then as a reward we hopped on the bikes and you had a real hard time pumping air into the bike tires i did what was happening there
1: well i just didn't realize that it said on the tires how much air you should put in there
0: you just thought just sort of but in I thought it you know feels good. Just go with it.
1: It's like the way I hang um, pictures on the wall. You know, I eyeball it.
0: You eyeball it. Yeah. You're just looking at the tire. <laughs> like that looks like it's uh, firm enough. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: It turns out if you really want to get enough air in your bike tires, it feels like you're about to pop the tire before you get the <laughs> no, air in there. It doesn't. <laughs> I was putting all my body weight on that pump. I was lying on the pump.
0: Trying to get it to forty. To try pounds. to get
1: it up there, and then you just walked up and were like,
0: "I know." Tick, 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 tick. I was like, "Men are so strong." <laughs> women, women don't have much upper body strength, but there's a lot of women that do.
1: Speaking of strength, when we ride bikes,
0: mm-hmm. you're up
1: there all free and easy on your cruiser, and I'm back there hauling the, the six-year-old. Yeah. in the bike trailer. She
0: needs to learn to ride the bike, <laughs> but I don't know. She's so little. She's, she's a little would, bit
1: too small yeah. to ride around town. I mean, she
0: really fits in the tra- trailer. I know. So she's, we, you know, we, our town uh, is Alney, Texas. You can look it up in Google Maps if you want to see what it's like to live in Utopia, uh, Mayberry. But um, our, the, the main street of our city is a major highway <laughs> in texas it's like the highway that runs between the metroplex area dallas fort worth up to lubbock so it gets a lot of traffic where we're you know everybody's been through or I shouldn't say everybody but most people who ever ever had to go to lubbock have been through alney um, and so when you go ride your bikes you know crossing the highway is kind of a scary thing i'm not sure i'd want a six-year-old to do that no but yeah, you get the you get the real workout because it's fun to drive to or to bike downtown because you actually go downhill to yeah. get downtown, and then whenever we turn around, it's not it doesn't seem like it would be that much of an incline, but it really is. Yeah. So, you've got to.
1: Well, I'm I had my little app on for my bike ride back, mm-hmm. which we split up on the ride back because you had to go do something at church, and so. I made it back home from the coffee shop in 13 minutes. Okay. Not bad. For hauling a... a Six-year-old. Six-year-old. It's 1.24 miles.
0: Yeah. Wow. So a two-mile round-trip bike ride. Yeah. And one... uh, What is it called? Mocha?
1: Hometown Mocha. A
0: hometown Mocha. In between. Yeah.
1: That's how I justify it, is if I haul a telling you man six-year-old up there and back
0: those drink those drinks we have a new coffee shop that's opened our friends have worked really hard and have done a great job kind of refurbing a bit
1: refurbing
0: so <laughs> what you call it <laughs> refurbishing Re- remodeling
1: refurbished yeah
0: refurbished an old building downtown and just made this really nice clean good smelling tasty we've, coffee shop know, we've
1: already talked about this yeah on i'm the sure podcast. we have it's
0: opened up since 31 for 31 anyway if you're ever on 114 passing through stop in there and get your a hometown mocha yeah gain five pounds but it's worth it and then you can ride your bike worth it yeah
1: 100 percent.
0: so we rode down there we had our drink i had two drinks i tried i tried one of the italian sodas and then we biked back and what did we do when we got home I don't
1: remember. You were working on your song you wrote today. Oh yeah, I
0: wrote a song. So when we got home, the kids were coloring and playing, and I had this idea for a song based on an uh, article, a blog article Russell Moore posted that I thought that was very moving to me. Did did that move you? His article. Yeah. I have to admit, I was afraid as I was as I read it out loud to you, and I was afraid as I was finishing reading it, I was going to tear up and cry. Really? It it moved me that much. Yeah. The and I'm going to use that um, language he was using, and he said he got it from somebody called Curmudgeon or something. Uh, was talking about different kinds of marriages, and I'm not trying to judge and say one marriage, one type of marriage is better than another type. But he said there's you know two kinds of marriages. There's the merger and there's the startup, <laughs> the merger marriage and the startup marriage. And the merger marriage, as he said, is the kind you read in the New York Times. Uh, wedding announcements or something like that i can't remember the paper where you've got uh, two people who have established lives degrees um you know jobs money and they kind of put two awesome careers together and they kind of merge two different lives so then the other kind is a startup Where you have two people that don't have anything and they can't afford anything and they haven't accomplished anything and they kind of start a life together instead of merging two lives they start their own life. It's a really, it's sort of something he posted several years ago, maybe two or three years ago, called "What I've Learned in Twenty Years of Marriage."
1: We'll post it so y'all can read it. Yeah,
0: just really neat. So I had the idea for the song. um, Was it kind of reminded me our marriage was more of a startup marriage than a merger? uh, Seeing how we really had nothing when we started. Um, but, I I was thinking about how, um, uh, you know, we just sort of signed up to travel through life together Yeah. and, uh, just had a, um, you know, a, a neat, we've had a neat life. We've had a, it's been, it's just, we've had one life. We finished raising each other and we're, I know you're still working on me. <laughs> But, it's not true. <laughs> yeah. So we, we raised each other. Uh, we've grown up together. And I was just thinking about that and how – so the kind of the idea for the song is that we're allies. You know, we're in this together. Yeah. And that we're not against each other, but we're for each other. So that was my so, – so I just sometimes sit down and record songs. And uh, because I just want to hear them I, – I have them heard – or I hear it in my head or I have an idea in my head – and i think it's interesting to make a song up and then that it didn't exist an hour before and then there's a song yeah even if it's not good neat. it's a cre- you know it's creative so yeah so we made the song and then we went and got hot dog stuff hot dogs buns what else did we get chili
1: chips Cheese. we went all out man we
0: had a- <laughs> Yeah, because when we were riding our bike, I kept smelling cookouts. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to have a cookout. So we fired up the grill and ate hot dogs and got attacked by like five million flies. We got to do something about that. Yeah. That was crazy.
1: It was a lot of flies. It was
0: so many flies. It was like they weren't, I hadn't seen a fly out there in the back porch.
1: They've just been waiting for us They're to just, cook they out. They were like
0: just hiding, just hanging out there by the fence or something. It's like, here they come. <laughs>
1: And the kids yeah. played in the sprinkler. No,
0: oh, yeah, had the sprink- the plane in the sprinkler. That was really iconic. Um, and then Adelaide and I went and hit some golf balls, so that was fun. We went out there to the driving range, trying to give her driver a little work, getting ready for the tower
1: golf tournament. And the whole time y'all were gone, Sawyer and Emerald and I worked our tails off to get ready for a major water balloon battle when awesome. y'all came home.
0: Yeah, so we got home, and there were these huge tubs and a bucket filled with water balloons how many do you think you did like two or three hundred i mean there was a bunch of balloons yeah it
1: was it took us forever
0: and we threw balloons at each other for a long time and i got i nailed adelaide once in the stomach it was really satisfying (laughs) (laughs) because she was shocked man i just i just got her you know dead to rights and she kept nearly getting me in the head but i kept catching them
1: did you notice that she wasn't that enthused about the idea? And then after we did it, she, she said, I have to admit, that was really fun. Oh,
0: she didn't want to do it?
1: I think she just didn't really want to get wet. Yeah, you she know, got she, wet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I nailed her. That was awesome. I just rare, It was a perfect kill shot. Yeah. Just exploded right on her belly.
1: <laughs> I think we should do another water balloon fight this summer. Yeah, no, should, we
0: should, have a, we should like have a water balloon fight party. We should invite people over.
1: I want to go get those kind that, you know, you just attach it to uh, the water I've spout. i heard those don't work. They don't work. Well, listen, if they work a little bit, it's better than sitting oh, there for an hour and true. a half filling up water balloons.
0: But Jake tried them, and he said they're no good. Oh. So, sorry.
1: Maybe you just have to put the work in. It's That's worth it. Yeah, I think in
0: the, end, in, in the end, I think it's worth it. Maybe we could have a experience. party and say, everyone bring 100 balloons. Yeah. You know, and we'll split them up and throw them. So that was great. And then, you know, to top it off, um, we came inside, cut up a watermelon. I mean, this was the ultimate summer day. It was the ultimate. I hope the whole summer is this much fun. Yeah. What if this is the best summer ever? It has a lot of trips in it, though. Those tend to break up the mojo. Yeah. A lot of camps, a mission trip.
1: I think it's gonna be a good Southern summer.
0: Baptist Convention. Maybe, maybe it'll be a lot of fun. See, it sounds expensive, the whole, the <laughs> whole thing. But anyway, today was one of those we'll remember. You know, that's the kind of thing you'll remember when you're dying. You won't remember that you should have made more money or that you should have that you should have done more work. You'll remember standing out in the front yard when the kids were little, just chucking water balloons at each other yeah good memory making memories melissa today we made memories it was awesome thank you for your hard work
1: it was a great day
0: it was a great day and then we had to podcast which, no and then uh, to
1: top it off we get to, we podcast. Get to do a,
0: we get to do the 28th podcast in a row i can't even believe it
1: <laughs> we've have, really made it what have we talked about now there's only three days left after this. What if something happens where we can't? I mean, we, we're so close. No matter what happens,
0: oh, we'll get it done.
1: We're gonna do the last three.
0: No, oh, yeah, we'll get it done somehow. <laughs> Even if we're just you know recording it on our phones, we'll get it done. <laughs> we don't have to go any. We don't have to do anything before podcast thirty-one, do we? No, it's nothing.
1: We're we're gonna make it.
0: Yeah, well, I haven't. No, I've had no doubt we were gonna make it. I mean, this is a uh, this is what we're living for here. So. Um, let's get into the topic. It's kind of a Memorial Day topic. What's our topic?
1: Okay, so we're doing 31 things to teach your kids in 31 days. Today is number 28, which is teach your kids appropriate patriotism. You
0: did not just go there. I went there. Did you just go there? I went there. It sounded like you went there. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm prepared for that. (laughs) Because... You're about to just uh, start. Uh, you're about to start tipping some sacred cows.
1: Okay, so the reason that we said appropriate patriotism and not just patriotism because mm-hmm. is not because we're not patriotic. Because we are very patriotic. We love our country.
0: Can I? Can I? We tell live
1: me? in the greatest country in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. In the greatest state, and the greatest country in the world.
1: I, absolutely. And one
0: of I would say one of the top best counties. In the state, in the country, in the world.
1: (laughs) And I would go so far as to say we live in the best town, in one of the best counties, in the best state, in the best country in the world.
0: And I would have to say Howard Street, not so bad. (laughs) Howard Street, in a city, in a county, in a state, in a nation, in the world, on a planet, (laughs) in this galaxy that I love. (laughs) I love the Milky Way. I mean, how come we can't get Milky Way flags and put them out front? But you know, it's funny. We've had our house painted, and Melissa's done a great job uh, with uh, with picking out the colors. And I've already, you know, I've already bragged on my sweetheart about that before. But uh, the colors are really pretty, and she—it's uh, white and blue with a coral door. And it looks to me, it looks very traditional to me, but yeah. very clean. It looks very American. Mm. And ever since I've seen the colors of the house, I've had this burning desire to have a giant American flag flying out in front of the house somehow. Because to me, it, and it just looks like, you know, I just want to walk up to my house and say the Pledge of Allegiance, but you got to have a flag All right. to do that. Yeah. So I've, I've I've felt very patriotic just looking at our house.
1: It's wonderful. It reminds
0: me of America somehow. That was
1: an unexpected side effect of the paint color. That
0: really was, wasn't it? <laughs> that it made me just want to see American flags and flowers and just all the awesome things about this nation. I mean, I know there's a lot of things that that cause us distress. Uh, in particular with, you know, the government, the the courts, Uh, as Christians, you know, we see culturally things changing, but I do think we still live in a great country. So appropriate patriotism. Melissa, what is appropriate patriotism?
1: Well, the reason we put the appropriate in there is because it, there is a danger in the Christian world in confusing your faith in our country with your faith in our god.
0: I would say that maybe not even just I would say that is in uh more of a particular problem with Christianity in the United States than it probably is in other countries. Would you agree?
1: Definitely so.
0: Yeah.
1: Um and so we, we wanted to talk tonight about kind of striking a balance there and making sure while you're teaching your kids to be patriotic, to love their country, to honor all of those who have served and fought and died for the freedoms that we have, that we also teach our children if something happened to the United States of America and it no longer existed the way that we know it. That's okay, because we still have our God, mm-hmm. and we're not relying on our government or our country. we're relying on Jesus Christ, and He is all we need.
0: Mm-hmm. And we don't want to make an idol out of the the nation. you know Tim Keller's definition of idolatry is if it's something that you think you could not live without. like life could not go on if this thing wasn't in your life. right. It could be a child, it could be your job. You know, and and I think a lot of people, I think just because it's a hard thing to imagine our nation as we know it not existing. And yet, I think we have to realize nations rise and fall. They always have. This is a relatively young nation. It's probably not going to be here forever. It wasn't here before 1776. You know, it didn't exist before then. Yeah. Uh, you know, there was something else. Texas, we have... You know, six flags that have flown over Texas. There have been many governments that have claimed this awesome little spot on Howard Street in Young County in Texas, in the United States of America, in the world, in the galaxy. It's, there have been other nations that have claimed this spot mm-hmm. and said it was theirs. Um, there was a te- there was once a Republic of Texas, and I'm sure it was. I'm sure people would come out and celebrate Texas Independence Day and get all excited about it. And then. You know, in 1845, there was no more Texas. It was it was part of the United States, so or as, as a sovereign nation. So, um, that's a kind of an interesting thought experiment to do with your kids. And I do think that is uh, it's healthy to teach them. Maybe that's a good conversation about idolatry to have.
1: Yeah, that's not to say that we would ever suggest to our children that um, they shouldn't be involved in the politics of our country or that they shouldn't vote or that they shouldn't care what happens here or that they shouldn't try to be an influence, a biblical influence in our country or anything like that. I I would never suggest that we teach our children that the United States doesn't matter. So I don't want to be misunderstood. No, it
0: matters because it's been ordained by God. So I think you have to teach them uh, this is a nation that... Uh, is like any other nation that 's ever existed on the history of the earth, it exists according to god 's good will and pleasure Right. and there 's a purpose for this nation we can talk there 's lots of things you can talk about when you start thinking about the United States of America that make it a very unique and interesting country. One of the things I like to, to teach kids and just just get them thinking about it is when we think of our founding, uh, it was founded on a rebellion. And so there's interest, it's interesting that we're birthed out of a rebellion. Mm. And sometimes we can think, well, was that a justified rebellion? And I, I have to admit, I've gone back and forth on whether or not, you know, if, if Romans 13 says obey those in authority, were the founding fathers disobeying Scripture when they founded the country? And I kind of go back and forth on it. And ba- basically um, where I've landed is there, there was a contract between the, the king and the people called the Magna Carta. Remember studying about that in school? Mm-hmm. And so where I've kind of landed on what happened here is, is there was a breach of contract that warranted the rebellion. Now, I'm sure not everything in the rebellion was done the right way or, you know, when you look back on it, there was surely sin on both sides. But here we had this nation that was birthed. And so I think that's an interesting idea to think about Romans 13 and, and, uh, or, or the, con- in, in the context of thinking about the American revolution and then thinking about that this nation was founded. So on such a different principles and different premise than the, um, than the, than the way British life worked and the way the British government worked. Um, when you think they were a monarchy and here was established a republic a representative democracy um and so one of the reasons we we kind of want to make sure we all ha- well, always have the curtain pulled back and th- we're taking an honest look at our government is because we are the government you know we have to tell our kids you need to participate right you you are the government this is a uh, we all have a responsibility here so whenever we're when we're told to obey the authority, sort of in a way we are the authority, and so we have a duty to be good citizens right. and to be good leaders since we are the government. It's such a different way of thinking about leadership because whenever we think of in the Bible, the leadership usually is a monarchy. God's the king. We're the people. Right. But here the people are the king. So I think there's, those are interesting things to to talk about with your kids. So what other aspect of appropriate patriotism would you bring up or or teach the kids?
1: Well, I would, um, I think it's important for us to talk to the children about how eternal things are the things that really matter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the United States of America, as wonderful as it is, as blessed as we are to live in this country and as important it is for for us to be involved in what's happening in our country, in trying to create a, a nation of people that glorifies God and that mm-hmm. honors Him, we also have to remember that the United States of America is not eternal, mm-hmm. and that only eternal things are eternal the things of god well, and in a new His heaven and a new
0: earth you're probably not going to have a united states of america i don't think that's in the cards right you know
1: so i mean i just think that we need to keep things in perspective and one thing that has really baffled me in a lot of ways on social media especially in the last several years with the way politics have gone and is seeing Christian people who seem to be in an absolute panic Mm
0: -hmm.
1: about politics and about the things they see happening in our country. I do think we need to be concerned. We need to be involved. But I don't like getting on social media and seeing a bunch of Christian people acting like they are terrified by what man can do.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that's generational, don't you think?
1: I don't know. I think it spans all the generations. Yeah, I, I, see, I it. see it from people our age and older and, yeah, and I guess, younger. I,
0: yeah, I guess I do too. I don't know. I I've, I see it more in the in, in maybe the generation, you know, older than us. Uh, I really don't see the millennials. It may, maybe our generation tends to be that a little bit more into that panic mode. I don't see it necessarily in the millennials. I don't know. I could be generalizing and be wrong. But I know I was brought up kind of in that moral majority era where it seemed as though the preachers and the leading sort of conservative religious moral majority um, Christian right uh, thought if we could if we could get the government to make certain laws that that would make us a christian nation or that that would sort of you know solve a lot of our problems mm. and i i maybe i f- think i don't i mean i'm just trying to really ponder this and think out loud which is dangerous i think maybe the way we've dealt with our children on this issue has been I re- I think I've reacted to that way of thinking in in and the way I've explained things to our kids. Uh, don't you think that we've not we've not told them hey the government if we just can get the government to do this and this and this that's the answer. Right. I we've more pushed it towards the government is you know is probably probably part of the system. I mean and I try to teach Adelaide The culture, and I haven't had these conversations with Sawyer, but the culture generally um, is made by different things other than government. Don't you agree? Yeah. Hollywood, TV shows. I mean, sort of politics winds up following the culture. I mean, if you look at the, the, the gay marriage debate, that was... The groundwork for that was laid in the 80s when you had a TV show called My Two Dads and things like that. You know, getting people comfortable with these ideas just sort of slipped in. A a character on a movie here, a character in a TV show here, a popular actor uh, sort of being – who was homosexual or, you know, whatever, being – like, this has become normal. Then that – the culture sort of laid the groundwork for what the law became. Mm -hmm. So – Kind of, we had it by the. If you thought that the laws were going to change the culture, that was backwards. They didn't realize how backwards they had it. Yeah. And they thought, well, if we can just get out abortion outlawed, and then, uh, you know what the 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 law is not what the law is not what's led to a decrease in abortions. You know what it is?
1: Ultrasound. (laughs) Ultrasound.
0: It was actually science. It was a and people under people. uh, There was a TV commercial that I remember an ultrasound a GE commercial for a 3D ultrasound. And and GE probably unwittingly, you know, led to a decrease in abortions because you could see a face. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, it's a face. I mean, I've heard vegetarians say they don't eat things with faces. I mean, that's how they're, that's the way they are, you know, that's the way they think of their morality. Yeah. And when you see this baby on, on a commercial, that's probably happened in the 90s or 2000s. I don't know, the aughts, somewhere in there, I guess. You know, the culture And now you've got cases making their way, you know, because the culture has changed and the laws are going to follow the culture. Mm. So I've tried to instill that idea in Adelaide that watch the culture, see what the culture is doing, because the culture is going to ultimately change the laws. Yeah. And that's, you know, whenever people are thinking, you know, that our enemy is the government, our enemy is the (laughs) government. The government's just doing what it's monkey see monkey do
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh boy that's it's a i love that's why i'm kind of a russell moore guy when he said the culture wars are over i think he's right as far as thinking that politics are going to change the culture now we've just got to think about what's the culture
1: right. and influencing
0: the culture right so um all of those things i think you could wrap up in appropriate politics yeah i mean appropriate I patriotism
1: that- I think that the bottom line for all of us maybe is to examine ourselves and think about how, you know, Jesus said, if you don't hate your mother and father, then, you know, you don't love me. And, you know, he wasn't saying, hey, hate your mother and father, but he was saying, compared to your love for me. Your love for them should look like hate. Mm -hmm. That's how much more you should love me than you should love anything else. And I think we have to ask ourselves that question sometimes about our country, you know, and we need to pose that question to our children. You know, what are you really trusting in? You can love the United States of America. I love it. I would never want to live anywhere else. No way. I love this place. But... I have to love Christ more, Mm -hmm. and he has to be the priority, even over our amazing country that I love. Mm
0: -hmm. And then the Bible also says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and give honor to whom honor is due. So on a day like this, you know, on a Memorial Day, uh, when Sawyer was uh, trying Boy Scouts, we didn't stick with the program. um, There was a day that we went out to this, I guess a Memorial day where we got up early and went out there and, Mm -hmm. and there's this man showed up with all these little flags and we put flags on anything that had, you know, showed military service. We put flags on all those graves and we just walked up and down the cemetery. And I think it was a a good lesson for Sawyer to see, you know, how many had served. And we even had some, um, that we put on there that were, that did die in a war. And you could tell when they're, Mm -hmm. what, based upon the um the year of their death one of our church members i posted a picture today on facebook a church member named tommy perkins tommy perkins jr who's the birth the birthday party park is named after him and he (laughs) was he was lost at sea in 1944 and they never found his body and so his there's a tombstone out there in the cemetery for him says lost at sea and so you know you think of that sacrifice and reflect upon it um And so that I think you give honor to whom honor is due, and we render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. We pay our taxes. We're good citizens, and we we try not to complain about our government. We don't try not to be part of the problem. We try to be part of the solution. And when it's time to put your hand over your heart and stand up and pledge allegiance to your country and sing the national anthem, we should sing it and try to do our best to uh, you know harmony where we need to put harmony and you know do (laughs) do a a good job. And uh, so, and yet in the back of our mind, always realizing that. as, as Russell Moore said, we are Americans best when we are not Americans first. That mm-hmm. we're we're the best citizens. We're the best people uh, that this country could have. Whenever we are Christ followers first, mm-hmm. and our allegiance is to Christ, and not not, and our first allegiance is not to a temporal nation uh, which is here today and gone tomorrow. But as long as we're here and we're part of this country then we're going to be the best citizens that we can be yeah. and, and and love our country. There's nothing wrong with loving your country. The scripture tells us that in Acts, Paul says that the, the uh, I think it's 17, that uh, God has established the times when you would live, and he's al- also established the boundaries of the nations. Mm. So he's put you here for a purpose. And that's that's why I don't like foreign mission trips. He didn't put me over there. He put me here where I talk the language and uh, can drink the water, <laughs> but I go anyway. I'm like the most reluctant missionary, but I try not to be like <laughs> Jonah. But I, I just like to be at home. You know why I like to be at home and not to be in Africa or something?
1: Because when you go to Africa, I can't go with I you. I can't
0: cuddle in Africa <laughs> with my baby. It's so. Uh, it's just you know why? Why I don't want to be away from you. Yeah. I just want to make that, like, the ne- that's the new thing. I'm not going anywhere except to Houston to clean out houses from Hurricane Harvey or whatever they're going to do. The next mission trip, you're going, or I'm not going. Okay. I'm laying down the ultimatum. <laughs> the ultimatum. That's it. You know? I mean, doesn't the Bible talk about that the, the, the other apostles had the right to, to bring along a believing wife? wish I was an apostle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you are not an apostle. That's what preachers are like. You know, I don't know why I have to stop my sermons after 35 minutes. You know, uh, John MacArthur John, uh, preaches for an hour, and Spurgeon preached for an hour. And they're like, well, you're not Spurgeon, so you need to cut your sermon a little bit shorter.
1: Yeah, I've been
0: really working on it. Did you listen to my sermon from Sunday?
1: I didn't get all the way through it today. I had too many interruptions. Yeah,
0: too much fun going on. Yeah. But I really am trying to make shorter sermons. I think they're better. Good. You know, everybody seems happier when they're over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You just take less verses and you have a shorter sermon. Yeah. But anyway, well, good discussion. I think we've gone uh, overtime on this. And there's a lot of other things I can talk about when it comes to this topic. But I think as far as what we're teaching our kids, model appropriate patriotism. Uh, but never give them the impression that our faith is in a country or or don 't give them the the impression that this is some sort of Israel you know this Man. is not a this is not a theocracy in the sense that Israel was a theocracy this is um, the 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 new covenant is not for America, even though God can use America in mighty ways and has used the American church in mighty ways and now you know it seems like he's about to use churches in other places in mighty ways. The church in China is growing like crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, in in other places, we see uh, more fidelity to the scripture and a greater love for Christ than we see here in this nation, even though this nation has been used in a mighty way to bring the gospel to many people. But the important, awesome thing to teach our kids is even though there's no such thing as a United States of Jesus, there are still uh, people all over this world From every tongue, every tribe, every nation who love God, who are called according to his purposes. And you can go all over the place and find brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's an awesome thing, too.
1: Absolutely. Good word.
0: I try. I try to bring the heat.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, we will be back tomorrow night. We've only got three Mm. podcast left in our 31 things to teach your kids series Mm. hard to believe
0: i know it's been it's been awesome so we will see you tomorrow all right bye-bye bye-bye